brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again, and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a normally a one-hour show, but this time we're going to do 61-minute shows. Back-to-back with no breaks in between. That's pretty good. I, I, think, so. I like that. Can I have the seventh minute, please? You can have the seventh and the eleventh minute. So I do like three, four shows today. Yeah, there you Great. go. We are still banned in the state of Alabama. Thank God. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's a blessing. As well as the local mall. After the uh, mall Santa suffered a herniated disc when Brent tried to sit on his lap. Pretty sure there's nothing going to be in your basket but coal this year, buddy. Listen, I was trying to impress the elf. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to impress him with, but I'm not even going to go there. So yeah, I think it was a female elf. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Good Keep cover. telling yourself that. Right. This well, is- <laughs> I did the crocodile Dundee trick on her. So <laughs> this is well, that's uh, not a knife. This is a knife. Oh, right into the toilet it goes. So <laughs> <laughs> this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. And it's a pleasure to be down here. It's a little bit uh little bit wet but it's very festive here in the basement today. i like it in the basement i like it and good old boy alan howdy y'all and good old boy justin good morning bob all right well brent and myself are with the bourbon mafia uh the bourbon mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work the group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check us out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. Our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Wine and Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Animatic Machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.finespirits.net. And lastly, we were also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, visit FTLWS.com. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. And today's show, we're going to be tasting some whiskeys from the Town Branch Distillery out of Lexington, Kentucky, and some single malts from the Jura Distillery from the island of Jura in the Inner Hebrides of Scotland. So... Here's the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. We have the Town Branch Bourbon. We have the Town Branch Rye. We have the Pierce Lions Reserve. We have the Jura 10-year. We have the Jura 7-wood. And we have the Jura 18-year. So we're going to have Brent tell you all about our sips ratings. Thanks, Bob. We're going to be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with these sips ratings Plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. You should. Water. Bring water. Bring water. 
Just saying, I, now I know where that smell's coming from. Yeah, two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Tongue no, scraper. <laughs> Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. What was that? <laughs> another? F five sips. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. Oh, Lord. I'm not even sure what accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> the drunken leprechaun. It's the one he showed to the elf. I was after a night of binging on methamphetamines and crack. Okay. <laughs> God help us all. All right. Uh, thanks. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, Justin tell us a little bit about the town, uh, town branch distillery from Lexington. The Alltech Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company is a division of the Alltech Corporation, and it's the home to both the Town Branch Distillery as well as the Kentucky Ale family of beers. Alltech was founded by Dr. Pierce Lyons and is headquartered in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Their main business are in the lines of biotechnology, derived ingredients for the livestock and poultry feed industry, crop science, farm efficiency, and sustainability as well as products for the food industry. Alltech employs over 6,000 people worldwide and operates under three main divisions, animal nutrition and health, crop science, and food and beverage. Hopefully they don't mix those up. Yeah, you don't want to mix those up. That would, that would be bad. Dr. Lyon's roots in the beverage industry ran deep. He came from a family of the lineage of five generations Coopers, and he was the first Irishman to earn a formal degree from the British School of Malting and Brewing, which I would love to go there next year. While in college, he interned both at Guinness and Harp Lager Breweries and later worked as a biochemist for Irish distillers, the makers of Jameson Irish Whiskey. Dr. Lyons later received his PhD in biochemistry of yeast from the University of Birmingham, England. Not that one in Alabama. Right. Yep. The other one. Yep. We can't go there because you know, <laughs> we're banned. It's Alabama. And, you know. Banned once again. Exactly. So given his history, it was a natural extension of his expertise. When in 1999, he acquired the Lexington Brewing Company, a brewery with a history dating back to 1794, making them the oldest craft brewery in Lexington. The facility launched the Kentucky Ale brand in 1999, which you haven't had it. It's amazing. Soda and has since released numerous expressions of their beers, including the well-known Bourbon Barrel Ale and Bourbon Barrel Stout. After several years of growth with the brewery side of the business, they began distilling in 2008 using two Scottish-made Cooper Copper Cooper? Pots. Cooper. Copper pot English stills. is hard. Yes, English is hard, especially after a few whiskeys. With their first whiskey Don't release... Don't show, you hoser. With their first whiskey release in 2012. Sadly, Dr. Lyons passed away on March 8th, 2018. After he heard him say Cooper. After he heard me say Cooper, exactly. So that's a little about Town Branch Distillery. Let's get started by cracking open that first bottle. 
All right, Brent, why don't you tell us uh, what you got? Well, this first one I have here, it's the uh, the Town Branch Bourbon. It's it's forty percent ABV, so uh, eighty proof for those that do math. Uh, mash bill of math 70, are hard. Yep. Yeah, math is tough. Mash bill of seventy two percent corn, fifteen percent malted barley, and thirteen percent rye. On the nose on this one, I get a I get a lot of vanilla, raspberry, light fruit, and stuff. It took the color on it very very light. This is not a this is not a knock your out knock knock your socks off a dark color bourbon. Um, this one's because uh, of the, because of the proof. It's very you know it's it's down there. It's a little bit lighter. Um, on the uh, on the palate, I got some light caramel. I got a lot of fruits. It's very fruity. It's very light. A little bit of spice on it. Uh, it's just a pleasant, pleasant with nothing too offending to it. And uh, you know, the finish is very, very short. When I when I have it, it's it's just you know, it's, the one thing I have had that that I really did enjoy there was they have at the story itself. You can get a, a barrel proof of the same product. And what a night and day difference. That stuff is knock your socks off good. You know, so but this one here, it's just it's just kind of there. It's nothing special about it, you know. Uh, I think the uh, the the one thing that's different about this is they use that malted barley and it gives it a little bit of a different taste profile than your normal bourbon. Yeah, it's a little bit higher. I mean, usually bourbons maybe four or five percent malted barley you know yeah uh this one's 15 so it's definitely a little bit high on in the in the malt as opposed to most of the other ones that you get i'm thinking that's where you're getting the fruitiness from yeah Yeah. probably maybe you know it's nice it's a nice little pleasant nice little pleasant bourbon uh you know i i don't know that it's just like a sipper it's something more i would put into um, you know, a light mixed drink or something like that. I, to me, it's like a, a sweet tea on a hot summer afternoon. Uh, not a high alcohol content. Uh, kind of young, very fresh. Um, could possibly use a little bit more aging in the wood, but you know what? Not unpleasant at all. No. What do you think, Justin? I think if you're a malt liquor lover, that this is the gateway drug into bourbon. Uh, reminds me a lot of Mickey's Wide Mouth, but sweeter and more powerful. It's got a little bit of a rye I've hit never, in the I, end. I've been drinking it for quite a few years. I've never heard anybody say that, gateway, uh, you know, the, the that gateway drug yeah, if, you're, into, if you're into the cult bowl or something, then this is the thing that's going to get you to drink bourbon. <laughs> right. You know, the, this is the one that's going to do it. Hey, but he got more than eight words, and let's let him continue. You know what? You need to take that tray of special brownies away from him. That's the problem. <laughs> and there, there is no finish to this whiskey, but yes, it gives very... you a decent hit up front. So if you don't like a whiskey without finishing, just keep drinking it, and you'll be fine. <laughs> just keep drinking it. That way, you, if you just if you then always you don't worry have about some, the finish. If you always have some in your mouth, the finish will never go away. Right. <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and then you never have to worry about and that. And that's what she said. But I'm bummed, you know. So. But this is a yeah. This is the 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 town branch bourbon. 
you know, nice starter, yeah. nice starter uh, bourbon for anybody. Yeah, some nice berries, some white caramel. Yeah, very you know, easy uh, drinking. Yeah, very easy drinking. I think you can make a very good cocktail with it. You know, we're going to give it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? And we'll be back. And we're back, and we are talking about some whiskeys from the Town Branch Distillery at Lexington, Kentucky. We just uh, finished reviewing the uh, Town Branch bourbon. So now we're going to let Justin tell us about the next expression from Town Branch we're going to taste. So we're having Town Branch rye, which is 50% alcohol by volume or half alcohol or 100 proof. Kind of like your blood. <laughs> yes, especially after a few shows. Mashville last night. <laughs> Well, that's true. After um, looking at the mash bill, it contains 55% rye, 30% corn, and 15% malted barley. Right on the nose, I get a good rye hit. It's spicy. As I'm looking at it, it's got a dark it's quite orange. Pungent. Oh, yeah. Light Ooh, breath. It's a formidable scent. <laughs> it stings the nostrils. A light... Um, Light brown, dark orange color. It's a fairly nicely balanced rye, if you, but it almost tastes like a hundred percent rye. You wouldn't even know about the corn and malted barley. I got some baking spice and almond on it, and this, just like the Town Branch bourbon we just reviewed, has no finish either. What do you think, Brent? Scrape your tongue dry. That's my first notes on here. It's very, very dry. I even added water, and I, it's still dry. It's just, it's dry, dry, dry to me. But uh, it's very, also, it's a little, I got a lot of oak on it. Um, the oak, the wood tannins and, and stuff, I got that. Uh, but, you know, I got dark berries, a little bit of light spice on it. Um, uh, I got a cough drop uh, taste towards the end of it and stuff. But the one thing that really got me is that, I don't know why, but it just, as soon as after I drank it, you know, there, the finish was gone, but it was just dry on your mouth. Uh, you know, I, I just, that was the one thing that overwhelmed me the most about this was the dryness of it. Sandpaper uh, finish. Yeah, well, the, right. Hence, the, no finish. It's just, well, the finish is dryness. So, but, um, you know. I th I would have liked more rye to it, you know. I when you say that it was like that it had you know more of a hundred percent rye, you know I don't I don't get that. I think that it was I needed more of that that pepper and that baking spice and everything to overwhelm me, and I don't no, really get that. I mean, that it's it's only a fifty five percent right, rye, right. so yeah, you're not going to get right, you're exactly. not going to get the big rye notes up front. So right, that's obviously not what they're shooting for. So no. what do you think, Alan? I kind of liked it. Uh, again, you know, this is something that uh, is a little bit on the lighter side when you speak of rye whiskeys. I did get a lot of oak on the nose, and I think it's the oak that is pre preeminent within the uh, the flavors of, of this product. I picked up on the palate some eucalyptus and some and a lot of tannins a lot of tannins and i think the tannins give the whiskey its dryness and its slight spiciness on the finish what do you think jason i thought that you know it had a decent rye hit to it it's nicely balanced baking spice almonds but uh 
not really much of a finish to it other yeah, than the it, dryness that yeah alan when you speak about that eucalyptus i think that's that cough drop yeah the thing that i was you know that i was yeah. uh, picking up on it ricola yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know exactly i think that's you get that little bit toward the end which i i don't know that i've ever had that on a on a rye before you know and maybe that comes from the malted barley in the rye mm, i've had know. it before but you know just not you know, I can't tell you which one, but I've definitely right. had it before. I think that's more the wood than anything else. Um, and I've had this several times before, and I've never had one that's quite this, this woody. Right, this yeah, and and dry. I never had one this dry before. I don't know if it's just this bottle or yeah, this one. The wood on this one is I don't know this particular batch. Uh, the wood on this one was. Really, real. I mean, I, usually when you get that much wood on something, you're looking at something that's been aged twenty years plus. Yeah. Um, this this one, it's 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 really really preeminent. I don't know if it's just this particular batch. Like I said, I don't remember having it and it being this woody before. Yeah, I don't um, know how old this is, but I can tell you that if you add some water to it, it definitely brings that that woody note down to where you can actually start tasting the flavors of the whiskey underneath it. Um, but and, you still and, have that dryness. It's it's one of those ones. I add water to it, and I still have the dryness on the you know on the tongue. It was it's like a dustiness in the, in yeah, the, in the yeah, mouth. It's, yeah, it's hard to describe. And it had and and the nose on it was there was no wood. The nose was like walking into a candy shop. It was like a sweet like a sweet shop. I mean, right, right. You don't get that. You don't get the oakiness on the nose at all. Yeah, no, it was yeah. it was so sweet. No, so, I got I had cedar on the nose as opposed to yeah, oak. I got a little bit of cedar on it. Yeah. Yeah, but they, it was just, it was like a sweet shop. And, you know, the, but the palate, you get it. And this one, you know, it was definitely heavy on the oak. They age these bourbons in these uh, buildings called rickhouses. And this one tastes like it would be at the top of the rickhouse, would be exposed to extreme heat to push the whiskey into the wood and extreme cold to draw it back out to maybe a few years to get this kind of aged on it. Yeah, I don't know how old it's. Whatever age it is. Yeah, there's no age statement on the yeah. label. Yeah. This one would be a huge seller in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Huge seller in Japan. I mean, they, they probably couldn't keep up with supplying this stuff to Japan because they love the older woody styles of bourbon. I mean, when bourbon was not hot and they couldn't give it away, you know, not that long ago, um, there were quite a few guys that, you know, made a very tidy living or a side living, you know, going around and picking up really old bourbons from different distilleries you know around kentucky and and bottling them and 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 shipping them over there you know i mean it, it was it was it was a big market it's still a big market um you know that's just sort of the japanese palate they really like the oak so um so we're going to be giving the uh town branch rye two sips well isn't that nice <laughs> the town and, branch bourbon got two sips also yep and we're going to be uh having alan tell us about the pierce lions reserve Pierce Lyons Reserve is the first malt whiskey produced in Kentucky since 1919. Uh, if folks remember, that's when Prohibition started. The new make spirit is aged in used bourbon barrels that have also been used to age at the brewery's flagship Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. The color of it is uh, a light gold, pale gold, 
The nose is very malty. There's a hint of molasses, vanilla, nutmeg, and raisins to it. I found the palate to be on the sweet side, which is very nice. And the finish got a lot of cedar wood uh, dry again. Um, a very interesting whiskey. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, I got. I also got some uh, some plum notes on the nose, um, and very light mouthfeel on this. This is just a nice light coating in your mouth. A uh, lot of vanilla malt. And it, so it felt very nice. Yeah, it it's was, not a heavy or oily spirit right, at no, all. Right, it felt very nice. And I was expecting because it was um, because they've aged it in the in the bourbon barrel ale in the in those barrels. I was expecting a more of the of those notes or something. That, but yeah. no, instead I got a nice, very nice, pleasant, light mouthfeel to this, which was uh, which was nice. Yeah, but, I would have thought you would have got some hoppiness to it. Yeah, you know, but, but you don't get no. this mm-hmm. and. The only thing that the only thing that I didn't really like about this was the sh- that the finish was very short, and you it know, wasn't it was, bourbon. Yeah, but <laughs> but it was very short. It was a short finish. You know, it's like I said. If you want to keep the finish longer, you keep more of it in your mouth and more often. It's kind of interesting in my mind, for in the sense <laughs> that you know when you talk about single malt Scotch whiskeys, and of course they're all made from one hundred percent malted barley. And you're tasting this. Uh, that's a lovely whiskey. It's nothing you know terrible about it in any way, shape, or form. I actually think it's pretty good, and yet it doesn't taste at all like uh, a space side whiskey. No, like much, nothing, nothing like that at no, all. This much is, more like a, a triple distilled lowland whiskey, mm. uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah, I like mm. Irish whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And wine speaking well, Irish, he was an Irishman, you know, so that's probably what he's going has, for. Has, yeah, yeah. And this, all their whiskey is pot distilled, so. Yeah, well, it's a double, that's what that yeah. double pot distilled, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not, cow. it's not triple Irish style, but it's, it is more of an Irish style of malt. Yeah. I, I, I oh, it's, definitely it's, see that. It's a nice light whiskey. Yeah. Very it, nice light whiskey. Right. It, the, the coating on your mouth is very pleasant. I, I can't explain that enough how it's just, it's just, very nice and a mouth mouthfeel on yeah. this. I, you know, the vanilla and that malt together just kind of just works its magic on you. Woodford Reserve came out with a five malt. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, and the only difference between that one and this one, this one is like a drier feel. The five malt was like uh, more oily, but this is probably a much better value way to get into that type of flavor profile than the Woodford Reserve. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's a lighter spirit than than that by far. It's uh, yeah, the color the yeah, the color on this is is really light. You know, when you for the, all the things we're tasting today, this one is the lightest of the color. I was. Uh, you know, so it is more of uh, the malt than it is uh, a bourbon and a rice. And they're, I mean, they're fairly tall pot still. So yeah. that's going to contribute to the lightness of the spirit as well. It's not squat and short, so you're not getting that oiliness, that that sort of feel to it. But uh, no, it definitely, this is, uh, I think this is a winner. I, I think, I think yeah. that, you know, they keep working, they keep working on this and, Give it a little more time in the wood, and I yeah. think it's only going to improve. I mean, this one is definitely nice. 
Um, this is one I'd like to have with like my appetizer. You know, what I'm, you think of when you're eating a meal and what you want to have, and you know the different bourbons throughout. And um, this this one here is a nice light one with an appetizer. Open your palate right up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I would pair it with a heavy Maduro cigar, so you get both flavors. Oh, out. The, the lightness! I like and the, the contrast, the spiciness yeah. of it, of the cigar. Yeah, I'd pair it with barbecue. Of course, I'd pair water with barbecue and <laughs> soda and mud. So, but that's just me, you know. I mean, I'd pair it with Barbara Ann. She's oh. very light as well <laughs> on the feet. <laughs> And Margaret, too. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be giving the Pierce Lands Reserve three sips. Interesting. All right. So we're going to move on to our second distillery for this show. Um, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, our next distillery is the Jura Distillery, which is located on the island of Jura, which is part of the Inner Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland. Um, I believe you can... If you get to the north end of Iowa, you can see Jura. They're, they're fairly close to each other. Um, it was founded in 1810 as the Small Isles Distillery by Archibald Campbell and went through several name changes and owners until it closed in 1901 due to a combination of factors, mostly being the, the big whiskey glut they had at the turn of the century that closed a lot of distilleries and the high cost of production and delivery because it's a fairly remote location. Um, <clears throat> you know, Iowa is a, is a remote location, but there's Actually, you know, 3,000, 3,500 people that live there and six or seven distilleries. Jura's, there, there's there's like no one there. Yeah, this it's is in the hundreds. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the first time on I'm a good day of this, of when there's island. a birthday party, they have a couple yeah. of hundred on that island. So yeah. it's even more remote than Iowa. Uh, and especially if you're the only guy there getting malt deliveries. Yeah, it's, it's that's 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 tough. So. Um, in 1963, though, two residents of the island, Robin Fletcher and Tony Riley Smith, reopened Jura, basically with an idea to, you know, try and keep people staying on the island. Um, and they opened it with the financial backing uh, from Charles McEnway and Company, and the new distillery was built at the, at the current site. So it was a brand new modern distillery back in the 60s. So in 1978, it was expanded to its current size. And in 1985, McInerney's was absorbed by Invergordon Distillers, who were then subsequently acquired by White and Mackay. And the first single malt offering, Rajura, was released in 1974. So we're going to have Alan tell us about the uh, first one that we have to taste today from Jura. Well, I happen to be a little partial to this distillery, having visited and having worked with the former uh, master distiller, but... I can tell you this, this 10-year-old at 40 proof, excuse me, 40% alcohol, I find it to be a very, very lovely whiskey. Uh, it's been aged in American white oak ex-bourbon barrels and then finished in Olorosa sherry cast. The color is deep, dark mahogany, and the nose is aromas of fruit, cracked pepper, dark chocolate, Christmas cake even. Uh, the palate has has fruits on it. It has nectarines, ginger, uh, almost a, a fresh ground coffee taste as well. And the finish is big. It's smooth. It's long elastic. Uh, I think this is a classic whiskey. Um, just just everything that one would want in it, unless they're a peat freak. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is this one really is my jam. I mean, this is extremely well made, um, and I've had a lot of Jura over the years. I've had a lot of their own independent, you know, their own bottlings and independent bottlings as well. And honestly, this is, I mean, five, six, seven years ago, their stuff was good, but but what they're releasing now is really exemplary. I mean, they're they're. It's not that they were not good before, but they're getting even better every year. Yeah. Um, this one is absolutely lovely. It's it's got it's got a great nose. And I'm not a big fan of sherry finishes personally, yeah. but I have to tell you, this one's very well done. This it's one not is extraordinarily yeah, well see, done. There's some of them where you drink it and it's like it's drinking a glass sherry. of scary with you know, sherry with some scotch dropped in. Yeah, you know, and it's just that. And if you're in a mood for it, I guess, but. I, I, I'm trying to taste the whiskey. I'm, I'm it should get, enhance it, not cover it up. I'm yeah. getting the maritime flavors. I'm getting yeah. the seaweed. I'm getting a little bit of the smoke. And it just marries so well yeah. with the sherry. You know, the, there's a number of sherry-aged whiskeys that one could argue are great if you like sherry-aged whiskeys or, you know, just covered up and masked uh, if you take the other approach. But I think this is pretty much as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I thought the sherry was a little bit on the overpowering side. I know it's supposed to enhance it, but for me, I, I got too much sherry to it. I got too much sweetness to it. Um, and the, uh, you know, I got all those same flavor notes you had, but I just got, and I, you guys, I, I just, for me, it was overwhelming in the sherry. The first time no. we tasted it, when we were sitting before the show, yeah. I felt the same exact way. But yeah. then having just gone through the bourbons and gotten to this, it it just astounded me how well-balanced it truly was. Let me open up again and see if and check this out again here. You know, And I will tell you, a drop of water, if you try that, tones down. Yeah, I didn't add any water to this one. Give so it let just me a drop. It tones it. down the, uh, the sherry sweetness. And and you just sort of get more of the effect of the sherry as opposed to the sweetness. Yeah, it's nice. the nose though is lovely. Yeah, you get so many berries in the nose. It's a, the fruit and the the fruit and the chocolate on the nose. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm, I, I'm now starting to get bacon in the back of my mouth. Bacon? I don't. I definitely detect the influence of the white oak. Yeah, you're you're right with the water. Adding a little bit of water to it, it really does mellow it out a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think that's yeah that that tones that, down that t really toned yeah. it down. It took away that it really brought out the the whiskey instead of the instead of the sherry. It can make a difference. You know, this is that the Jura um, ten year Jura ten year. Hmm. You know, so it's. Well, what do you think, Justin? Well, I know when. Brent did the whiskeys. He did it from Jura 18 back to Town Branch. I went the other direction, so I think I was lucky that the sherry was already balanced by the time I got to it 20 minutes later. All right, we'll be back. And we're back, and we are still talking about the 10-year uh, expression from Jura. Um, Justin was just giving us some of his thoughts. Like many whiskey expressions, the barrel really predominates the flavors in this one the white oak's pretty distinctive um, as opposed to the regular bourbon barrels that we taste in most of the expressions and i think the sherry's fairly well balanced with the smoky influence to it 
Got some aromas of fruit, cracked pepper, and something approaching peat, but not really peaty with the smoke. Uh, I got the ginger, smoky dark fruits, sherry, and the finish was really nice. This is a very well-balanced whiskey. Jura did a great job with this. You know, one of the things that came to mind uh, just as we were speaking I do a lot of traveling for business, and I do a fair amount of traveling for pleasure. And I can tell you, the next time I'm going on a pleasure trip, I'm going to take a bottle of Juraten with me. I love the way the bottle is shaped. It's all—it's like a, a flask, but in the shape of a female's body. And it'll sit lovely in my suitcase, and it'll be well enjoyed when I reach the destination, hopefully with friends and family and that female's a little people. bit flat chested <laughs> yeah well i that's kind of nice too for a change oh don't worry brent's not so yeah i <laughs> right to the toilet okay there goes half of our listeners okay what do you think rick Woo! that's what rick thinks so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Alan, Alan does a fair bit of traveling for work because he's in the whiskey business. So he spends a good bit of time going back and forth to Scotland and Europe. So, uh, you know, if he's going to, if he's willing to take it, it's that's that's high praise. So we are going to be giving uh, the Jura tenure a solid three sips. Interesting. Hey. And we are now on to our next expression. So we're going to have uh, Brent tell us about that one. Okay, this is the Jura Seven Wood. Uh, this is a 42% ABV. So this, again, is a non-age stated expression. It's first aged in first fill ex-bourbon American white oak barrels before, before being finished in a series of barrels made from a variety of different French oaks. Do you want help with this? Yeah. Okay. There's there's no all way right, I'm going to get in. all these these names right. I th- I'm fairly close, okay? okay. Vosges. No. Vosges. No. Okay. Vosges. Yep. Bertrand. Bertrand. Yep. Yep. Jupil. Yep. Allier. And Tronquese. Tronquese. And, and limousine. limousine. You know limousine. So Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So those are your seven woods. I he thought it was something wood. different when I thought of seven wood. He said wood. None of the French casks were, <laughs> were used. They, none of them were, were used wine casks, which was... Uh, He's talking about but, golf, of course. Um, the... Uh, on the nose, I I felt like I was like walking, almost walking through an apple orchard. I got a lot of apples on this. I got some apples and cherries. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it was just that, just like walking through the fields, and that's the smell I got. I thought it was hmm, very pleasant, very nice. You know, I thought it was um, on the palate, uh, very floral to me. I got you know, I went all of a sudden, I went from the from the fruits to the flowers. Uh, I got a lot of. Um, a lot of the floral notes with a little bit of, uh, I got some lemon to it, um, a little bit of baking spices, um, and just a mild spiciness on the end. The finish, nice, it's a medi- like a medium finish. Um, yeah, Seven Woods, hey, 
not bad. I don't know if they needed seven. Seven but wood. Seven wood, I know. <laughs> Did you say seven wood? <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, that never gets old. <laughs> you know? Uh, We're guys, was, we'll be 90 years old and we'll still be giggling at that. That, yes, that we farts, you yep. know, we'll still be laughing. Yep. <laughs> it's a nice, nice finish to it. Uh, rather enjoyable and i guess the one thing i didn't i like about this the most is that they did not use any wine casks or anything they just used pure wood and it brought out a a, a boy the richness and flavor it's just the layers of flavor to it again i'm sorry wood, I'm sorry yeah layers of flavor because you get you went from floral to a little bit of lemon to a little bit of fruit to a little bit of baking spice and so you had layers of flavor which which was unusual, and I and I really enjoyed it. Alan, what about you? I found this to be one of the most enjoyable whiskeys I've had today, um, and one of the most enjoyable whiskeys I've had. Period. the The interesting thing that came to mind when you, when you said apples, and I was nosing it and tasting it at that time. I immediately got the hint of Calvados. I immediately got mm. that Calvados in my nose and I'm at the top of my palate. And uh, no, I just think this is great whiskey. You know, whiskeys are unique. They're all different. They all have their own great things so going. It makes for them fun. It. If they all but, taste right. the same, then oh, you yeah. don't have anything to And that's what about. it's all about. Diverse, right. And, and if, diversity. And something, right, exactly. It's something that you may enjoy. might not be something I enjoy, but vice versa goes with that as well. And, you know, you have to go out there yourself. You have to go out and find them, go to these different tastings that around in your, in your city or, or your state. And you have to go out and find what works best for your palate. No doubt about it. And uh, I, I can't say that, you know, really, this is a most enjoyable whiskey that I think you could drink anytime, anywhere, and just sit back and enjoy. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. You're going you're gonna to throw that 10-year out and take this one in your uh, suitcase next time. Uh, probably both. In fact, I may, <laughs> do, I may take three of them, but we'll talk about the third one a little bit later. <laughs> what do you think, Jason? This whiskey just reminded me of hunting in the woods. Because he's uh, usually drunk when he's wandering around with a gun. Yeah, it's great. Okay. <laughs> but um bum. What do you think, Bane? Dear Lord. Let the games begin. Oh. Bane's ready for you to start shooting drunk. Okay. Yeah, I got I got the apple notes. Um, you can definitely taste all the different French oaks that it was aged in. I got some lemon, cloves, leather little spicy and it's a woody finish and it's very floral too so it's just really like walking through fields and forests of france it's very sensory visual i liked it yeah the nose is the nose is lovely it's uh i'll tell you the the apples didn't really come through for me all that much till i added water once i added water then it went beyond like he said it went beyond the apples and i started getting calvados I started getting apple brandy, apple jack. That really leaped out with the water. Um, the other thing that leaped out was it's just a, and it's just barely at the tip, very tip of the nose, just a slight hit of mint. Just that little bit of cooling sort of sensation of mint. And I only got that once I put the water in. Um, but on the palate, again, very floral. Definitely the heavy on the lemon notes. Um, it's got a mild spice to it. I get that, that used, 
old rich leather on the back palette. And uh, hold on. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just really, really lovely, well put together. Um, got a very bright feel to it. Um, not overly heavy at all. I think it's a lovely whiskey, and uh, I, th- I think I think they've done very well with it. My my only thought is is they, they you know I, I God knows what it costs to have barrels made from seven different woods. I, I just wonder if Did you, know, you maybe, say wood <laughs> if if you dropped one of them would it would it would any of us been able to tell the difference? Yeah, I who knows? I don't know. I don't know you know, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I don't because I'm unfamiliar with most of the wood here that they're talking about. I've never heard of uh, six of those. Yeah, well, I mean, the limousine, I know that, and Vosges, I know that, but the others, I'm not familiar with those, and I so I don't know. I've never had a whiskey just in one of those, so I don't know what character those would impart. So I don't know if I'm tasting a combination of those or. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just curious. I'm not I'm not trying to pick it apart or anything. Um, I just wonder what the individual flavors are. It'd be really interesting, I think, if they release this maybe with like a little mini mm-hmm. of basically the same whiskey. This is in this Look barrel. The, this is in this barrel, and this is in this barrel. So you could try them individually. I think that would be really. Look at really the number of combinations fun. you could have if you just series. made. You know, if you took a combination of of all these Mm. you know seven times whatever and like holy cow yeah they've got a lineup there yeah well and that's the thing because because every you know i mean american oak is different from french oak is different from hungarian oak is different from mongolian oak and every you know i mean all the woods impart a different flavor so i think it would be very interesting to try these individually with each individual oak. But that's just, yeah, that's the geek in me coming right. out. So what if they added one more? Why can't it be eight? It balsa. Just, it just goes to yeah, show balsa. you. Balsa yeah. wood. Yeah. Boy, you know, those are a lot easier to move around, the balsa ones. Yeah. <laughs> they don't hold whiskey worth a damn. They leak like a sieve, but man, they're so nice. And, you know, Easy you can knock about 140 pounds off that barrel if you make it out of balsa. <laughs> so, I would say this demonstrates the art of the master blender because who knows how much whiskey from each of those barrels he used to make this exactly. combination exactly and it whoever it was however he did it yeah did a phenomenal job yeah that's why Dude, it gets yes. my curiosity up is like how much of this and how much of that what did what did what did the Vosges contribute versus the Jupil or the Ali you know what did each one of those do that I'd, I'd love to know this but I Seven yeah, woods. The, the geek in you wants to like, yeah, I, I like crave you dissect it goofy all. Knowledge. Yeah, like, it's I. You know me. I, like I, I'm I'm the guy. I was the kid that took everything apart. Show, you can corner them and, and question. Yeah. Them. I, yeah. I, I I was the kid who took everything apart. You know, I have to know how yeah. everything works. It's just a it's a thing that I've got. So uh, we're gonna give uh, the seven wood a solid three sips. Interesting. All right, we're to our last expressions. So we're gonna have Justin uh, tell us a little bit about that one. In six words or less. So now we have the pleasure of enjoying the Jura 18-year. You obviously have a wonderful economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. It's 44% alcohol by volume. That never gets old. 88 (laughs) proof. The expression's aged for at least 18 years in American white oak ex-bourbon barrels, and then further premiished in Premier Grand Cru Classe Bordeaux barrels. So on this expression, it's a little bit darker than the 10-year 
Jura or even the seven wood. Um, it's like a light brown. On the nose, I got toffee, chocolate. I got some tropical fruit, but a very strong note of black licorice. A light touch of cinnamon, solid nutmeg, and just a touch of mint. On the finish, on the palate, the chocolate and cocoa follow through with some uh, dark roast coffee notes. A little bit of brown sugar, some salted caramel, and just a hint of clove. And this one had a really nice long finish. And I got to tell you, this is probably one of the more balanced whiskeys that I've had all week. What do you think, Alan? I would say this would be the Halle Berry whiskey in my world. The one you really I, want, but you're never going to have? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I've fantasized about this whiskey. I mean, Halle, uh, no, I mean this whiskey for a long time. And uh, you know what? It's really hit every strong point that I have. I, I just find it engaging and more engaging. And uh, she spoke to me beautifully. And uh, I think she's oh, just a great a grand gal. This is definitely a dream. <laughs> Very much a dream. This is how this is this is how restraining orders happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, what do you think, Brad? Yeah. Uh, you know, normally we start from left to right when you taste these. So, so first thing I did was I jumped into this one, and I was thoroughly impressed right off the bat. I was like, "Wow, this is a, a this is a brand. I, this Jura." This, I've never heard of them before. Um, well, you're not a scotch drinker, so. No, I know yeah. that. And I've never heard of the island of Jura before. So there's, you know, a few things that you learn when you're um, when you're drinking. I and mean, this guy's a sailor. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's not that many people there. So, but, but it's, uh, it was very enjoyable. I mean, I got on the, on the, on the palate, I got a lot of that, that brown sugar and the baking. It's like, it's almost like you take a, like some sort of like a pie out of the oven and it's you know with the brown sugar and a little like a little burnt burnness to it and it's just just yeah. deliciousness yeah where it's bubbled out and sort of crusted oh, over yeah and it's just black. bubbling yeah. and yeah. yeah and it's oh delicious it was uh enjoyable all around i i was impressed right from the first sip right from the nose i was impressed and then the sip came and a beautiful finish it's like layers of these flavors to it Hey, Jerry, you caught me. You know, hey. Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap. I think we finally almost turned Brent. <laughs> There's no way. You don't turn me. Mm. Yeah, this was this was lovely. Um, the nose is just, for me, is all toffee and chocolate. And on the palate, it's just... Uh, like he said, it's that bubbling sort of sugar that comes out of the pie and burns a little bit on the top. So it's like burn brown sugar and and some hefty, you know, very hefty mocha coat, you know, coffee notes and cocoa. It was, you know, extremely well put together. You know, there's 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 nothing wrong with that one. Huh. Um, remember the name Jura. That's all you got to remember now. Yeah, that one right there. That one right there. I think I could I could definitely. Uh, I could put a hurt on that bottle. Brown sugar, you make me feel so good. And uh, uh, Miss Barry, I, I apologize, and please, please, 
please don't have your attorneys contact us. So we're giving the juror 18 four sips. That's classified. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at iTunes, Google uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, PRX, and basically any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google, play podcasts, sip suds, and smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmoke. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you'll also be able to interact with thousands of other fans on there. Do us a favor, and please take your time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. It's always a pleasure to be here. I, you know, I learned some new stuff today. It was uh, Jura. Jura. I learned Jura. <laughs> and wood. And wood. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. I'm honored to be here amongst friends and cohorts. And uh, just a great afternoon. Loving it all. And uh, hope to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning to listen to this on the air. He's just, we have to invite he's him just happy to be out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> he's finally got that thing off his ankle. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Bob, from Kentucky to Scotland. A lot of good stuff today. Yeah, can't beat that. Well, for Sips, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob. We thank you for joining us. And remember, a wife is too short to drink bad whiskey. Tanhan production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 